Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are joined now for the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour. Dr. Michael Savulich is in from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. Find more information about them online at stmarysmain.com. Good morning, Dr. Savulich. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you for having me this morning. Thanks for being on. You know, I couldn't figure out why my headphones weren't working, and then I realized that I just didn't have my headphones plugged in, and I'm like, oh, that would probably be why I can't hear anything. So I feel better now. It's it's good <laughs> to know that that's, that's happening. So um, where, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Well, um, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, actually, and um, I've always loved the mountains and loved the coast, so after I finished all of my medical training, I thought New England would be a nice place to start. And uh, so I did, and I've been here ever since. Now, like Philadelphia area or like Amish country, there's, there's, different, there's, different, there's different ranges of Pennsylvania, that's why I ask. Yeah, I grew up in the, in the mountainous area of southwestern Pennsylvania. It's the area known as the Laurel Highlands. Um, maybe you've heard the commercials for Rolling Rock Beer. They say brewed in the beautiful Laurel Highlands of Pennsylvania. See, I already yes. knew I liked you. Yeah, now now I knew. that Rolling Rock was the first beer I ever drank back in the day, actually. That was good. You could buy it by the bucket at this place in Newport News, Virginia. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you could buy six of them for six bucks. It was, it was a great deal at the time, you know? And when you're young and in the Army, it's like, hey, we'll, we'll do that. So you went to Pitt, uh, uh, college at Pitt? I did. You did? Yes. So you get to watch some good football games then, probably. Uh, very good, yes. Absolutely. Wow. Fit- football is very big in western Pennsylvania. It is a, it's a big deal out there. They've got some good teams. That's probably why. Now, why, uh, why gastroenterology? Well, as I, uh, gastroenterology is a subspecialty of internal medicine. And as I went through my internal medicine training and rotated through the various subspecialties, such as cardiology, pulmonary, hematology, oncology, gastroenterology. What appealed to me most about gastroenterology was uh, how diverse it is. Uh, we, we Gastroenterology deals with diseases of the entire digestive system, so the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, liver, pancreas. So it's very diverse, and it was also uh, a somewhat procedure-oriented specialty, and it's fun to do procedures that give us important diagnostic information instantly. And so that um, that appealed to me. Talking with Dr. Michael Savulich from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. Find more information about them online at their website, stmarysmain.com. You can even check the ER times and the uh, urgent care waiting times there as well. You can also find and like St. Mary's Regional Medical Center on Facebook. How long have you been practicing med- medicine now? I finished my specialty training in gastroenterology in June of 1985. Um, I moved to Maine in July of 1985, and I began practicing in August of 1985. So as of last month, I've been practicing gastroenterology here in Lewiston, Maine for 31 years. That's crazy. What, uh, what are some of the key conditions you treat? Well, 
as as I mentioned, um, the you know the di digestive system is um, very large essentially, and so we treat diseases of the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, liver, pancreas. Um, so we treat conditions that cause difficulty swallowing. We treat chronic reflux. We treat various types of cancer of the digestive system, um, inflammatory bowel disease such as Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, um, to name a few. Uh, ulcer disease, of course, that's a pretty common gastrointestinal disease. We are talking with Dr. Michael Savulich from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. Find them online, stmarysmain.com. Find them, like them on Facebook if you'd like, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center. We'll have more of the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour with Dr. Savulich on the way. It's 813, 64 degrees, live on the corner of Center and Bradman in Auburn. It's Maine's Big Z, 92.7 throughout the region, 105.5 when you're in L.A. All sorts of stuff you can find going on over there. Continuing now, the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour. Dr. Michael Savulich is in from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. stmarysmain.com for more information. Find them, like them on Facebook, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center. Are there symptoms that should prompt someone to meet with their primary care doctor and potentially a specialist, uh, you know, in, in your specialty here for, for endoscopy, gastroenterology? Uh, sure. There are a number of gastrointestinal-related symptoms that if a patient develops them, they should be evaluated further. Um, for example, difficulty swallowing, uh, persistent acid reflux symptoms, abdominal pain, uh, which persists, um, nausea or vomiting after eating a meal, change in bowel habits, um, either tending toward constipation or diarrhea uh, should be evaluated, and um, passing blood in your bowel movements uh, obviously is a, a symptom that should be promptly evaluated. I can imagine that would be something that would be cause for alarm for a few folks that definitely you want to check out. Now, can you talk a little bit more about colon cancer and the importance of preventative screenings, i.e. colonoscopies, when those should start? Sure. Uh, first of all, colon cancer in the United States is alarmingly common. It's actually the third most commonly diagnosed cancer in this country, and it's the second leading cause of cancer death in men and women combined in the United States. On average, the lifetime risk of developing colon cancer if you're a U.S. citizen is approximately 1 in 20, or about 5 percent. And this, this risk will vary somewhat depending on um, whether there are other risk factors, and I can talk about those momentarily. But um, uh, people who have a first-degree relative with colon cancer, in other words, a family history of colon cancer in a parent or a sibling or one of their offspring, their risk of colon cancer is actually two to three times higher than the general population. So in other words, their risk may be anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of developing colon cancer in their lifetime. Um, there's also a link to race. If, if you're an African-American, you have a risk of developing colon cancer that's roughly 20 percent higher compared to Caucasians or Asian Americans or Native Americans. So uh, the bottom line is colon cancer is actually a very common disease in the United States. It really is. Um, now, folks, for example, I had diverticulitis a few years ago, so I had to go in for the, old, the, the, the colonoscopy much earlier than I thought. They ended up finding some things, so it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Um, is that 
are there other things like that that can that can prompt somebody to go in just to have to have that earlier colonoscopy uh, in terms of like symptoms and stuff like that or something that you can come down with? Sure, absolutely. Some any um, some of the symptoms that I alluded to earlier, change in bowel habits or passing blood, those are symptoms that would warrant a colonoscopy exam. And it's not unusual for us to see a scenario like you described with yourself. That is, we investigate symptoms that. Um, are indicative of a certain disease process, but in in the process of doing that colonoscopy, we may detect polyps or something else that greatly benefits the patient for us to to, to know that at, at an early stage. We are talking with, talking with Dr. Michael Savulich from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department as part of the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour. Find more information about St. Mary's at stmarysmain.com. Find them, like them on Facebook, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center. We'll have more Dr. Savulich on the way. We're live on the corner of Center and Brabham, 826 and a half, 65 degrees means Big Z. Always online, mainsbigz.com. Continuing now with Dr. Michael Savulich from St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. Find them online at stmarysmain.com. Find them and like them on Facebook, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center. It's the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour for Wednesday, September 21st. Now, I understand uh, St. Mary's has joined a national pledge to reach 80% by 2018 to substantially reduce colorectal cancer. Can we talk a little bit about that and the screenings uh, and, and the like? Sure. Um, you know, colon cancer is one of the few cancers that we can actually do something to prevent. And screening colonoscopies is what we do. Um, many colon cancers, although not all colon cancers, begin as a benign polyp. So if we do a screening exam on someone and remove polyps, we can either prevent or greatly reduce their risk of having colon cancer in the future. And there's a nationwide push to increase awareness of colon cancer and to encourage that people have screening examinations. And the nationwide goal that's been set by the American Cancer Society is to have 80% of people that should be screened uh, screened by the year 2018. Obviously, we'd like to reach 100% um, ultimately. But St. Mary's actually is already at 77.64% of their patient population. In other words, patients who are in the St. Mary's system, 77.64% uh, of those patients get screened. So we're already ahead of our target measures uh, for this point in time. So that's a good thing. And Absolutely is, yeah. In terms of um, when the examination should be done, for the average risk person in the United States, we recommend that they have their first screening examination at the age of 50. If on that first screening examination polyps are detected and removed, then they'll require that examination no less than every five years for the rest of their life. On the other hand, if, if a person of average risk has their first screening exam and there are no polyps, then the current recommendation is that they can go 10 years until their second screening exam. I'm on the five-year plan now. I'm very excited about that. Always, <laughs> always good to be on the five-year plan. I, it's much better than being on the three-year plan or any other type of plan, though, which is good. Now, if someone's nervous about having a colonoscopy, what would you say to them? Well, very simply, I'd say there's no need to be nervous. Um, you know, we... At, at St. Mary's in particular, we strive very hard to make it a pleasant experience for patients. And uh, our unit is unique in a few respects. Probably the, the um, 
the most important aspect of what we do or, or why it's unique is that every patient at St. Mary's who has a colonoscopy or any other procedure is sedated by the Department of Anesthesiology, and that's different from most other institutions. Uh, so that sets us apart, makes us unique. Um, because our patients are sedated by the Department of Anesthesiology, the procedure is, first of all, extremely safe. I mean, these are highly trained professionals who, whose entire focus is safe and effective sedation of patients. So, um, and there, you know, in, in most endoscopy units around the country, patients are sedated by the nursing staff, and which, you know, they're certainly competent, but um, because our patients are sedated by the Department of Anesthesiology and this is their entire focus, uh, they're, they're also able to give medications to sedate patients which nursing staff would not be allowed to administer. So um, when a patient has a colonoscopy exam at St. Mary's, uh, they essentially take a very pleasant nap. They have no idea that there's an examination going on. And afterwards, because of the drugs that they're able to be given, they wake up very quickly and they don't have to stay long after the exam. And in addition, uh, they don't have that sedative hangover feeling all day long. They feel pretty good and pretty alert mentally. So that's a very big advantage um, to having your examination done at a unit such as ours. We are talking with Dr. Michael Savulich from St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. StMary'sMain.com is the website. St. Mary's Regional Medical Center is the Facebook page. Find them, like them there. It's the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour for a Wednesday. We'll have one more segment with Dr. Savulich coming up. 844, 66 degrees, live on the corner of Center and Bradman. Everybody's stopping for the traffic light, which is nice to see. Maine's Big Z. St. Mary's Community Connection Hour. For a Wednesday final segment of the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour, find St. Mary's online at stmarysmain.com. Check out the ER and urgent care waiting times. Also, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center can be found on Facebook. Give them a like there. We continue now with Dr. Michael Savulich from St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. We're going to talk about colonoscopies and their importance. Um, should, what should someone expect when they have a colonoscopy at St. Mary's? We talked about the, um, actually, you know, we talked a little bit about that with the anesthesia and everything like that. Can you share with us a success story uh, uh, from colonoscopies? Um, sure. Um, a few come to mind. Uh, we had, not long ago, a young woman, uh, actually she was only 27 years old, and she had passed some red blood from her rectum occasionally uh, over a period of two or three months, and uh, it was just small amounts, and statistically someone of that age, the, the, by far and away the most common cause of that would be hemorrhoidal bleeding. But her after um, a few months of passing blood, she saw her primary care provider, who wisely referred her for a colonoscopy examination. And despite her young age of 27, she turned out to have a cancerous polyp. And um, I was able to remove the polyp, and uh, fortunately, the cancer was at a very early stage. So just by removing the polyp, she's cured of her colon cancer. And now. She'll have routine surveillance examinations no less than every five years. And uh, so that's, that's a success story, certainly. So that would be a five-year uh, five turnaround in a situation like that. That makes sense. Why, uh, why St. Mary's? How did, you end up, uh, how did you end up here? Well, I, you know, I've, I have worked at um, other hospitals um, along the way. But I, what, what I really enjoy about St. Mary's, I think, is the, uh, 
fact that it's very, the, the focus is very patient-centered. Um, I, think, I think that's due to a number of reasons, but, but certainly due in part to the fact that St. Mary's is a faith-based organization. And I think it's just, it sort of incorporates that philosophy that the patient is what's really important here. And so that, that sort of spills over into all aspects of medical care at St. Mary's. And I, I find that really refreshing. It is. It really is. It, it's, uh, it's always good when uh, folks come in from over there, too. They always have uh, good outlooks, have a good time, which is always nice. You had any final tips for listeners and, uh, you know, it, how they can get in touch with your office to get screened? Uh, sure. I guess my final tip would be um, have your screening examination. Uh, don't delay. And um, patients, you know, virtually all patients who go through a screening exam come away feeling that um, it was a pleasant experience and that it's, and what they dreaded uh, never, never proved to be true. Uh, we, we try very hard to make it a pleasant experience for people and um, we get that feedback all the time. Patients, typically after somebody has their first screening examination, when they wake up from their sedation, the first thing they say is, wow, that was nothing. And um, that's, we, li- we like to hear that. Uh, we, we really want patients to be happy and have a pleasant experience and not mind coming back ultimately for another examination. Dr. Michael Savulich has been in from the St. Mary's Endoscopy Department. They're located at 93 Campus Avenue in Lewiston. For more information, uh, to figure out how you can make an appointment, go to stmarysmain.com. Find them, like them on Facebook, St. Mary's Regional Medical Center. It's been the St. Mary's Community Connection Hour for a Wednesday. Dr. Savulich, thank you very much. You are great. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. We'll have more on the way. 856, 67 degrees, Mains Big Z. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.